Cardinals getting ready for their second preseason game. It'll be Sunday evening at State Farm Stadium against the Baltimore Ravens, who bring their gaudy 21-game preseason winning yeah. streak to town. Here to talk Cardinals uh, with us, the voice of the Cardinals on the uh, Cardinals Radio Network, Dave Pash, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Dave, how are you today? I'm doing well, guys. Just uh, had my um, had our seminar for ESPN College Football yesterday. This is always like the time of year where I ch- it's it's what I call the "what do I do with myself" time of year because, as you guys know, I'm either completely on going 100 miles an hour, or I'm off sitting around at home listening to the radio station all day. So it's it's kind of nice. So I'm like in bet- I'm in, I'm in between where there's obviously you know the Cardinals preseason games, but I don't have much else going on so yeah. i don't know what to do with myself so we, we we got your undivided attention for like two and a half three more weeks is what you're saying <laughs> that's it that's right yeah correct <laughs> um one of the things that we talked about a lot on on monday coming out of that preseason win over the Bengals, dave and you know it, it, it's hard to gauge a lot because of uh, who was on the field who wasn't on the field for the cardinals but the smoothness of the operation in a preseason opener they played such a clean game everything was clicking how important do you think that is to, to set that tone moving forward well i'll answer that by saying the last time i felt that way was uh, the steve wilkes here <laughs> uh, say no more <laughs> yes i remember that <laughs> oh boy um but uh no I, I i think it does give you an indication of the importance of keeping a staff together continuity within the coaching staff and i also think it tells you a lot of the confidence that cliff now has in himself and kind of where he is as an nfl head coach i think that's one of the reasons why the extension was wise uh for cliff and for steve so and you know we saw this last year i mean cliff is so used to this they don't have preseason games in college obviously so you know he's used to practice and everything that happens you know in august directed towards game one and so it's almost like these preseason games are are an interruption of that process but i i it is encouraging i i do feel good about this team and and i again i i feel like when you have that kind of clean game it, it tells you that you've got a mature group of players and a, and a coaching staff that knows what it's doing yeah and and i agree with you about the comfort level from cliff i think that uh, i think that in some ways the the idea that this was so unconventional and that a, a guy could fail up into one of these 32 most coveted jobs I think it's kind of been it, it. It might have been holding him back at times, and I think maybe we're seeing him let it loose a little bit. I, having Kyler Murray call plays—that's something different. Having defensive backs wear oven mitts—that's something different. I, it, it does look like growth is happening. With regard to Cliff, I think if you you know if you get to know Cliff, he's just a good dude. Like I've always said that if you've got a problem with Cliff Kingsbury, that's your issue. Like he can get along with anybody. I think he's just a good guy, and he's very humble. And look, he's not dumb. He knew when he got hired, and he's talked about this. He knew when he got hired, people were going to be like, 
why? Why are they hiring this guy? He had a losing record in college. Now he's getting an NFL head coaching opportunity. So he played it smart. He didn't make waves. He did his thing. He relied on his other coaches to kind of help him get adjusted. And then as he started, you start to see, you know, the winning and the team getting better. And, you know, I think he's just more comfortable. And so you're, you're seeing a personality and a little bit of an edge that's always been there. It's just he's now a little bit more comfortable letting it come out. And, you know, the contrast is, you know, Urban when Urban got the job in Jacksonville, he kind of went in there guns blazing. Players didn't like it at all. Um, and, and some of the ways he did things in college, he tried to do in the NFL, and it just didn't work, and it obviously didn't last. Cliff did had the opposite approach, and that's why I think it's working. Dave Pash, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line, of course, the uh, voice of the Arizona Cardinals, ESPN broadcaster, also hosts the Dave Pash podcast. Um, in terms of uh, comfort going into the season, and and Cliff is at the you know he's the the architect of all of this. How to use players in the preseason is always a slippery slope. We know Kyler Murray won't play on uh, Sunday against the Ravens. Is it your belief, Dave, that that's important at this point of his career? It's been such a wonky training camp for for Kyler with everything, with the wrist and then the COVID and hasn't been out there a whole lot. Do you think he needs some preseason reps? I don't. No, I just think it's funny. It feels like this is the way most teams are handling preseason. It should have been handled this way years ago. It just it really doesn't make a lot of sense to, to put the guys out there. I, I understand from a fan standpoint, I mean, you're paying for those tickets and, and you want to see the star players. Uh, and I think there are guys that are starters or key backups that need to play. And it's good for guys like Ezekiel Turner, who you know are going to make the team, uh, who are special teams guys. It's good for them to get game reps at linebacker. But I, I don't feel like Kyler Murray is going to improve anymore by playing in preseason games and you're just putting him at risk and you know after last year uh him getting banged up the injuries that happened what happened in the second half of the season i think those are all part of the formula to to the decisions to to why they're handling preseason the way they are do you how do you feel about this defense because you know there's just there's so many there's so much hope that a bunch of young guys can kind of break through at the same time and i don't know if that's really a sound strategy do you how vulnerable do you think they are defensively well it is it's an interesting dynamic where you have an offense that's relying heavily mainly on older players uh, you know, James Conner at age 27 is one of the youngest guys on the offense. Think about that. Wow. You have A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, and their offensive line, most of whom are, you know, at the tail end of their careers, uh, but still good players. You know, obviously, J.J. Watt is up there, but on defense, you're relying on guys like Zach Allen, Rashard Lawrence, Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Murphy, Jalen Todd, guys who are still pretty young and it, it does feel like yeah everything has to click everything has to go right but look you you draft these guys you develop these guys for this purpose so that when you know guys like Chandler Jones move on you you're ready you're you're good enough and that's why you know scouting and player evaluation and then developing those players is important and you know Jalen Thompson's a great Example of that. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I mean, he's had a great year last year, but I think the rest of the league is really going to see how good this guy is. And hopefully, there are other guys 
that are kind of in, in the same age that uh, on that defense that will do the same. Dave Pash, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Before we let you go, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on the receiver room right now. We, we know DeAndre Hopkins is you know the best receiver in that group. He's gone for six weeks, but there's four receiver spots locked up on this roster, and you got a bunch of guys that are making impacts, like Greg Dorch. I thought Andy Isabella looked really good. How, how do you see that shaking out? How many do you think they uh, ultimately keep, Dave? Some of it may depend on, you know, do they do they keep the three quarterbacks, which, uh, you know, I, I assume that's what Cliff wants. Um, and then also, you know, offensive line, you know, you're probably going to keep 10. Do you have 10 on this roster you feel good about? What do you do with corner? I mean, all those other positions do play into how many receivers you keep. And obviously without D-Hop those first six games. The guy that I've really got my eye on because I've had so many coaches and, and other people telling me that is A.J. Green. Like, even listening to A.J. talk about how last year he, he was just trying to get comfortable. New organization, new city. I mean, think about it. You're, you're in a decade, you know, a decade with Cincinnati, and you come out here, it's a new offense, and the guy is in great shape. I know it's an easy, like, camp cliche to say he's in the best shape of his life. He looks better at age 34 than he did at age 28, but uh, I'm really intrigued by him. And if, if Zach Ertz is healthy, they're going to use Rondell Moore a lot differently. I think this year uh, and then you know Marquise Brown you just to have that speed and some of the young guys you know you touched on Dorch I mean they've got a lot of speed out there and just the threat of speed sometimes means as much as you know actually throwing the ball 60 yards downfield to a guy because defenses have to account for it yeah Dave always a pleasure to talk to you thanks for joining us today and now uh, get home and start listening to radio Dave <laughs> all day long brother don't know, change you, the channel you still can well, I know a good show that you could listen to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank Take you.